Our scripture reading calls us to make today a time of praise and thanksgiving. When you read Psalm 100, you can't help but imagine what it must have been like for those Israelites, shouting and cheering as they ascended the hill toward Jerusalem, with the mighty gates of the city looming larger in their sights. The psalm says, enter the gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know, the many Hebrew words for praise, the one here in verse four is halal, from which we get the word hallelujah. It is the most vivid, most expressive word for praise in the Hebrew vocabulary. It doesn't just mean praise. It means raving and cheering in such a bold public way that you don't care how other people see you. One translator even suggests that it means making a fool of yourself and not even caring what others think when they see you. Now, when's the last time you did that about God? I mean, granted, we can think of lots of times we have done that in a sports stadium or a theater performance or a rock concert, or even in the privacy of family and friends, celebrating something so great that you pretty much lost your mind and didn't care. But let's admit it, we don't typically associate that kind of enthusiasm when it comes to worship and when it comes to God. So as hard as it might have been to talk about confession last week, <laughs> it might be just as hard to hear that we need to give God in praise and thanksgiving even during a pandemic because both confession and praise are hard to do when we don't feel like it. But it's not impossible. We've heard many comparisons between this pandemic and the Spanish flu of 1918. As it turns out, back then, just as now, churches made the difficult decision to close their doors and suspend campus worship for the protection of its congregations. But somehow, that did not prevent certain churches from giving praise to God. On October 13, 1918, the Los Angeles Times published this report about churches in the area. The church doors are closed today to assemblages for public worship. This is in compliance to the demands of health authorities, to which the churches have given cheerful acquiescence. But this does not mean that prayers and hymns of praise and supplication for divine guidance will not arise. They will ascend from under the roof tree at many a household. And the preachers believe that the temporary prohibition of the assemblages of people for religious meetings will have the tendency to revive practical home worship, which has become a sadly neglected function in religious life. Psalm 100 does not tell us to make a joyful noise to the Lord only when we feel like it. It does not say worship the Lord with gladness only after we can return to a sanctuary. The call to praise is constant, especially when we don't feel like it. And the good news is that Psalm 100 not only tells us that praise and thanksgiving are important, it also shows us how to do it. There's one verse here that I think can give us some practical guidance this morning. And again, it's verse four. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. The verse makes a, a very subtle but important distinction between praise and thanksgiving. 
I mean, we often lump them together, and they are both important. Just as a, a song is made up of both lyric and melody, you can't have praise without thanksgiving and, and vice versa. But here's the distinction that I invite you to think about. Thanksgiving focuses on what God has given you, and praise focuses on who God is. Thanksgiving is about the gift. Praise is about the giver. Thanksgiving shows gratitude for the gift itself, but praise is gratitude for the character of the giver. And I think it's easy to practice Thanksgiving, to count your blessings, to remember the good things that God has given you, but that is just the place to start. It's not the finish line. Eventually, we must move from entering the gates of Thanksgiving to moving into the courts of praise. Because if it were just about Thanksgiving, then that would be a pretty egotistical way to worship. It would make it about us. I mean, we'd basically be saying, thanks, God, for what you've done for me. Thank you, God, for what you've given to me. Thank you for this worship service that does everything I need it to do for me. But it's not about me, and it's not about you, because thanksgiving is just the first step. It's just the outer gates. The next step is praise. It's acknowledging God's goodness and God's power and God's love, regardless of our situations, regardless of whether we feel blessed or not. Praise simply means, God, I'm in awe of you. Just being in your presence is breathtaking. And regardless of what is happening in me and around me, there's no better place to be but in your presence. My favorite theologian, Marjorie Suhaki, said it this way, our gratitude for the gifts of God leads us to gratitude for the knowledge of God, which leads simply to gratitude to God. I was wrestling over this idea this past week, how to move from thanksgiving to praise, how to go from thanking God to praising God, when a, when a song rotated into my shuffled playlist, it happened to be my most favorite hymn of all time, the one that I, I want played at my funeral someday, Be Thou My Vision. That hymn has always had the power to recalibrate me away from myself and toward God, beginning with the very first line, Be Thou My Vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that Thou art. You know, if you redo the old Irish syntax and put it into more contemporary language, the hymn is basically saying, God, I want to see everything through your eyes. Nothing else matters but you. You are the best I have, both day and night. When I'm awake and when I'm asleep, you are the light. C.S. Lewis once said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. This is what it means to praise God. So I invite you to join in the singing of Be Thou My Vision as the Chancel Choir leads us in this beautiful hymn. Sing it out loud. Pay attention to the words and allow God to be your vision, not just to give thanks for what you see, but for the means by which you can see it.
To close the sermon this morning, I invite us to pray together this powerful poem, Praise Song for the Pandemic, written by Christine Walters Paintner from the Abbey of the Arts. Let it capture for you not just reasons to be grateful, but reasons to thank the God whose presence and power is always with us. Let this lead us into both thanksgiving and praise. Let us pray. Praise be the nurses and doctors, every medical staff bent over flesh to offer care for lives saved and lives lost for showing up either way. Praise for the farmers tilling soil, planting seeds so food can grow, an act of hope if ever there was. Praise be the janitors and garbage collectors, the grocery store clerks and the truck drivers barreling through long, quiet nights. Give thanks for bus drivers, delivery persons, postal workers, and all those keeping an eye on water, gas, and electricity. Blessings on our leaders, making hard choices for the common good, offering words of assurance. Celebrate the scientists, working away to understand the thing that plagues us, to find an antidote, all the medicine makers. Praise be the journalists keeping us informed. Praise be the teachers, finding new ways to educate children from afar, and blessings on parents holding it together for them. Blessed are the elderly and those with weakened immune systems, all whose worry for their health. Praise for those who stay at home to protect them. Blessed are the domestic violence victims on lockdown with abusers, the homeless and refugees. Praise for the poets and artists, the singers and storytellers, all those who nourish with words and sound and color. Blessed are the ministers and therapists of every kind, bringing words of comfort. Blessed are the ones whose jobs are lost, who have no savings, who feel fear of the unknown gnawing. Blessed are those in grief, especially who mourn alone. Blessed are those who have passed into the great night. Praise for police and firefighters, ambulance drivers, and all who work to keep us safe. Praise for all the workers and caregivers of every kind. Praise for the sound of notifications, messages from friends reaching across the distance, giving thanks for laughter and kindness. Praise be our four-footed companions, with no forethought or anxiety responding only in love. Praise for the seas and rivers, forests and stones who teach us to endure. Give thanks for your ancestors, for the wars and plagues they endured and survived. Their resilience is in your bones, your blood. Praise every moment of stillness and silence so new voices can be heard. Praise the chance at slowness. Praise be the birds who continue to sing the sky awake each day. Praise for the primrose poking yellow petals from dark earth. Blessed are the dolphins returning to Venice canals, the sky clearing overhead so one day we can breathe deeply again. And when this has passed, may we say that love spread more quickly than any virus ever could. May we say this was not just an ending, but also a place to begin. And let all God's people say, Amen.